I wanna know you today. 
I wanna know you today like never before. Take me higher, take me deeper with you. Let's sing it together. Take me higher, take me deeper with you. Take me higher, Lord. Take me higher, take me deeper with you. Take me higher, Lord. Take me higher, take me deeper. Sing it as if you made it. Lay your hands, 
tears, wipe my tears. God knows the, the cries of your heart. There are things that people may not see. There are battles you are fighting. Wipe our tears, O oh Lord, have your way. Answer prayers, O oh Lord, have your way. Have your way, have your way. Oh, 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 oh,
the name of Jesus. I want us to go to Colossians. We're going to go to Colossians. Letter to the Colossians. And then peace to the Colossians, chapter 4, verse 2. I want you to see what Paul was saying to the church in Colossae. Scripture. 
But this scripture does not mean just because God has got wonderful plans for our lives, they will just happen the way He meant them. So God says, I have good plans for you. I have got good thoughts for your lives. Meaning God is thinking about you. He has you on his mind. He says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster, to give you a hope and a future. But look at this growth. There is something that God says. He says that you will call on me. So after God says, I have a good plan for you, he says, go and pray. So prayer unlocks that which God has in store for us. Prayer gives you access to the wonderful plans of God. So if you understand the value of prayer in your life, you're going to pray. Then God is saying, then you will call on me. He's saying, you will call on me and pray to me and I'm going to hear your voice and I will listen to you. So God has given us an assurance of answered prayer. Let's go back to uh, Jeremiah 2. Let's go to verse 13. There is something I want us to see there. The value of prayer. That God is saying, then with a deep longing. Not a big simple but you will work up at it. Gati Musani Funa Funa Musan Sakila Chokapas from Timawan. With a you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity. A vital necessity in simple terms is something that you can't live without. So God desires to be desired. And he says you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. So it's not just about praying. You have to pray with and from the bottom of your heart. With all your heart. Understand the value of prayer. So, like I mentioned, God doesn't just want us to open our mouths, attend a prayer meeting, and just say one or two words. He wants us to mean what we say. So, prayer is something that God values. Because if prayer is not important, God was not going to tell us to pray. Haven't you noticed in many scriptures of the Bible, for example, 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14, it says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, um, pray, seek my face and repent. So you, 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 you are going to see that God has always wanted to commune with man. So prayer, prayer is that platform. Prayer is that platform where we commune with God. So if prayer was not important, God was not going to require us to pray. Even just for any human relationship, any human marriage to work, there is need for stable communication. So even for our relationship with God to flourish, we need to have that stable communication with So for, for a marriage to flourish, for a friendship, a partnership to flourish, there has to be that stable, unshakable 
that transparent communication. And openness. And that's what prayer is all about. Through prayer we commune with God in a transparent manner. And through prayer we get strengthened and we get to to be guided. Have you noticed that many people who don't stay disciplined in prayer don't pray? Because the more you pray is the more you want to pray. That's the truth. The more you discover there is more to God, you will always want to discover the more that there is in God. Because no matter the level you reach in the spiritual realm, you can never fully exhaust God. Let me show you something. 
If you give up when trouble comes, it shows that you are weak. Watch that give up. If you give up when trouble comes, it shows that you are weak. I'm sure you have read, it is in your Bible, where the Bible says, a soldier does not train in the day of the battle. So meaning, prayer is our platform where we begin to arm ourselves with strength. Prayer is our platform where we begin to strengthen ourselves even before the battle comes. Haven't you observed that David was not praying when he met Goliath? How many of you have noticed that? David never prayed. It's because the day of the battle is not the day for, for prayer, it's the day for action. So David prayed in the bush. He prayed in the in the wilderness. And when he faced the giant, the only thing he was doing was making pronouncements. And he said, You come to me with those swords and those weapons, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. He understood the relationship he had with that man. And that's why you go in the book of Acts, the sons of Sceva. Those guys were beaten to power. And then they were told, you know, Paul, you know, Jesus, we know, who are you? So the spiritual realm does not respond to reaction. The spiritual realm responds to proactivity. We, this is where the Bible says, therefore, beloved, that's uh, Ephesians 6 verse 10. Therefore, beloved, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And from this level coming down, we are told we need to put on the full armor of God. You don't put on a full, maybe an armor in battle when you are in the battle. You don't put on a uniform when you are in the battlefield. So many believers, many people just want to pray when things are not okay. And I always say this, if you only pray when you are in trouble, then you are in trouble indeed. Am I challenging someone? So prayer. You now understand that prayer is not a weapon. <laughs> you don't just use prayer when you need. You need to come to a place where sometimes even before you pray, things will just happen. Things will just happen. There is a place where Sometimes it will take you a long, 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 long time to even cast out demons. I'm telling you that there are levels in the spiritual realm. But there is a place where you can just say it is done and a demon goes. Why? Because you were wrestling with those demons before the day of deliverance. Put on the full armor of God so that you can fight against the devil's tricks. Go back to the step. Be strong in the Lord and in His great power. So prayer prepares you for whatever may come your way. Let's go to number two. So number one, we are saying, if you are going to stay disciplined in your prayer life, you need to understand the value of prayer. When you understand the value of prayer, place it on your life. 
bless it on your life. Number two, you need to pray and fast. We're talking about fasting. One of the things that will greatly help you to remain disciplined in your prayer life is prayer and fasting. Don't always feed your flesh. You need to starve your flesh sometimes for the sake of feeding your spirit. Apostle Johnson Suleiman says, if you are too fruitful, you cannot be fruitful. I know you've not gotten it. If you are too fruitful, if you are, if you are full of food, you cannot be fruitful. And let's, let's be honest. Sometimes if you are going to play football, if you are going to be, uh, maybe you are going to be writing an exam, whatever exercise, whatever, wherever you are going to go, you have been taught to say you eat. You need to eat in what? Moderation. Because too much food can even become toxic to your system. So there is a place where you need to balance. Yes, the, the body needs food. That's why in, in John, I mean, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone. He was not saying we don't need bread. He was saying, Yes, we can live by bread. But bread is not all there is for us to survive. We need the word of God. I'm sure you will agree with me that it's easier to hear the voice of God when you are fasting because your ability to hear God is sharpened through prayer and fasting. And that is why when the disciples were asking Jesus, why could we not cast out that demon? They were told, you of little faith, not so. Then they were told, this cannot go out. Huh? Unless by prayer, what? That's Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. But now let, let me show you one thing. If we are going to conclusively say that scripture is just talking about faith, then we are going to miss it. In faith, there is prayer. Jude 20 says, as we pray, in the spirit, what are we doing? We are building our face. So Jesus was saying, in other words, those guys wanted to go shine there and they need to prepare for that battle before that time. So that's why the Bible says, if you if your strength, you are going to give up, you are going to fail in the day of battle, it means you never prepared enough. Even in the game of football. For example, in Zambia from 2012. We are still trying to to, 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 to assemble it. That's what I've been hearing my coaches say. Nonsense after nonsense. Every time we lose, we are going to we are going back to the drawing point. No, we've let we are always then from ah. and that is football. If you don't have a please, if you don't have a, a strong heart, stay away. But we are still going towards the remaining matches. And if they lose, we still feel bad than you. But what I'm trying to say, say is um, if a loss is taken as lack of adequate preparation, but then not only that, when you prepare, there is what we call execution. So, even in your spirituality, prayer is what prepares you, but then you cannot effectively 
prepare yourself in prayer if you don't fast and pray. Fasting is one of the greatest forms of spiritual discipline. Because this is where you deny your flesh what the flesh wants. And you begin to align yourself with and you hear from God. Give us Matthew chapter 16 from verse 16. In the words of our Lord Jesus. Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6 verse 16. He says when you fast. Moreover when you fast. Uh, let's use NCB. New century version. Just to make it easy to avoid too much explanations. When you fast. Don't put on a sad face. Like the hypocrites. What we find in verse 6 and verse 16 is that word when. And I explained on Wednesday that the when there is talking about a particular time. So prayer and fasting is not, is not an option for a child of God. Prayer and fasting is a must. There is a time when you need to pray and fast. So Jesus was saying, when you fast, haven't you noticed that when the disciples of John came, they were complaining. They said, how come your disciples are not, what? Are not fasting? He said, you know, <laughs> they cannot fast because they are still with the what? Huh? The bridegroom. Then Jesus said one thing. He said, a time will do what? Will come. So as long as you are a believer, and he began to say, when, when this was when he was teaching them about prayer. That's the context. Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7. The longest sermon of Jesus. And he says, when you fast, don't put on a sad face like the hypocrites. When you are fasting, don't post on Facebook. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> when you go to the mountain, it's not for us to see and you, you go live. I think we've lost it. There are people who think we've never been to the mountain because we've never posted. If it were just we never went to the mountains, we stayed in the mountains. <laughs> like there was a period in my life I remember we used to go to the mountains every day. And there are times we would go there. We are there for one week. We are there for a period of time. When you, so Jesus was saying there is a place where your prayer life with God is secret but results will show. That's why I always say those who pray, they don't even advertise themselves. If you pray, it will show. They make their faces look sad to show people they are fasting. They want to look obvious. I tell you the truth, those hypocrites have already have they, they already have their full reward verse 17 so when you fast comb your hair and wash your face look nice don't you know you just have kinky you have shaggy hair you just look scruffy what is it we are fasting some people don't even apply emotion when they are praying and fasting. 
Who said when you are fasting is not bathing? Person Look nice when you are fasting. It should not look obvious. And some people when they are fasting, they look pale. As if now I've got a malaria. That people will not know you are fasting. So Jesus was discouraging. He was saying, your prayer life is not a public show. But your father, whom you cannot see, will see you. <laughs> your father sees what is done in secret. And he will reward you. He will reward you. I think my main concern on that one, we are, we are not really going into teaching about fasting. My main concern there is what Jesus said. When you fast. Ask your neighbor, when was the last time you fasted, Baba? <laughs> said, Mama, when was the last time? <laughs> Ask them. When I'm the next day, I'm getting people saying, Mama, fasting, fasting, sit bafunika. Fasting, show so many, sir. They're trying to comfort their carnality. So fasting and prayer is not an option for a child of God. It is a must. At least once in a while. Pray and fast. Fasting is where you you are making a declaration that you want more of God. In actual sense, you are, you are telling God that have more of me because when you are fasting, you are more active. So if you are struggling in your prayer life, go into prayer and fasting. Pray for your spiritual life so that just pray for the revival in your prayer life. You will see what will happen. Tremendous miracles. There is something so powerful that takes place when we surrender ourselves to focus on God. God loves to respond to our hunger and our earnest desire. God is drawn to a heart that is hungry. That's why he says, you will seek me with all your heart and you will find me. Have you read in the book of Joel chapter 12? Uh, chapter 2. It must be uh, verse 12 coming down. God actually says, seek me. Huh? Return to me with prayer and fasting. So prayer and fasting is one of the things that will draw you. They will be drawn more closer to God. So as we pray and fast, the objective is to connect with God in prayer. As we deny ourselves the things that satisfy this flesh. Till the day you will come. Jesus, I am yours. Till the day you come back again. Jesus, I am yours. So you can fast from food. You can fast from activities. You can fast entertainment, places, human relationships. That's for the sake of fully focusing on God. Whatever is a barrier between you and God, whatever is standing between you and God, just put it aside. I said, God, I just want to focus on you. I want to focus on you. Imagine our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ prayed and fasted. 
for 40 days and 40 nights. We have many examples of people that prayed and fasted. But my focus is this. If you want to remain and stay disciplined in your prayer life, incorporate fasting. Incorporate fasting. It will really help you. Fasting helps you to remain grounded in the spirit. But fasting also requires discipline. Fasting helps you to remain disciplined. But for you to, uh, to actually fast, you need discipline. Fasting invites God to have more of us. Fasting sharpens our ability to hear God. And fasting also helps us to to be alive to God, to live godly lives because we are more active in the spirit and we, we die to the flesh. Number three, which is second last point for today. What else will help us to remain disciplined in our prayer lives? Make your prayer life interesting. Make your prayer life interesting. Meaning, you should be able to subscribe. You should be able to try different forms of prayer. Tell your neighbor, make your prayer life interesting. They say you can do the same thing in different ways, not so. So, you can be praying, but I want you to know that prayer has got many sides. Prayer has got many forms. Prayer has got many types and kinds. And that is why it's very important for you to commit yourself to the word of God. Because the more you will come to discover, you say, oh, so I can actually pray like this. I'm not going to go into detail to teach on the forms of prayer, maybe the various types of prayer. No, our topic for now is how you can remain disciplined. There are some people that fail to remain disciplined in prayer because prayer along the way becomes boring. Let's be honest. Amen. It becomes boring. Amen. Because sometimes you are not making your prayer life interesting. I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain. Lest um, social media critics, they get this clip and say, hear what this man of God is, is preaching heresy. You will. <laughs> so prayer should not feel like uh, maybe house chores. Prayer should not feel like um, a routine. You can actually get to a place where you begin to enjoy Every moment you commune with God. It's actually biblical. You must explore the fastness. Prayer is broad. There is this broad aspect of prayer. Prayer is able to offer you the fastness that it actually carries. Prayer is so broad. So prayer is a conversation between man and God. And then if you study the Bible, you will notice that God is so creative. God is so creative. The same way God has got many forms, many ways through which he speaks to us, we must actually have different forms 
of prayer. You as a human being, you must have different, diff, different forms of talking to God. Let me show you a scripture. Ephesians 6 verse 18. I've been reminded of the
No, sometimes not to work is necessary in prayer. But there are times where a silent prayer will not work. You need to pray aloud. That's what I'm saying. You need to practice various forms of what? Of prayer. They are all biblical. They are all biblical. I showed you. That was Hebrews 5, 7, or 7, verse 5. I, I, sometimes I deliberately do this to give you work. Where the Bible tells us that Jesus prayed aloud. And then even in Acts chapter 2, you and I know that that was not a silent prayer meeting. The Bible says they could be heard praying. <laughs> huh? They could be heard doing what? So people will say, no, which Bible are they read? How, how were they able to tell they, they, they were praying if they could not hear them? So there is a place where you can decide to just kneel down you have communion with God. Do you know that sometimes you can just go in God's presence and you don't say nothing. You are just quiet before God and God records that you've, you've actually prayed. Because what matters in that moment is your connection with God. Sometimes you can just go in God's presence and all you are doing is just feasting on praise and worship songs. You are connected to God and you just notice your mood changes. You, you, you can just tell something has taken place. Don't limit prayer to what you know. In this hectic, in this noise world, it can often feel wrong and uncomfortable. Sometimes to sit in silence because the world is a noisy place. But don't forget, I showed you a scripture where God spoke to Elijah in a small steward. So, Elijah was busy looking for God in the noise. Eh? He was looking for God in the earthquake. God was not there. He was looking for God in the fire. He was looking for God in the strong wind. And the Bible says, God was not in any of that. Sometimes we are looking for God in the noise. Where we are always telling people, pray, 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 pray. Sometimes when people are shouting, the Lord will tell you, go and sit in the corner. You are there. And in that silence, there is something that you are, you are receiving from the Lord. There are times when there, you've been given a prayer point. You try to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take this time. We begin to pray for this community. And words begin to fail you. Just when you're trying to pray, Lord, I pray for this community. Just pray in tongues. You may not know what's happening. Flow with it. Flow with it. The Bible says, whoever prays in tongues is not praying to man. It's praying to, it's praying to God. There was a story we were taught. I've forgotten either. Uh, that story was taught to us by. It's either it was taught to me by Pastor Temple or my father in law, Pastor Banda. So there was, a, there was a prayer meeting. So in that meeting, there was this black guy. Okay, I'm not trying to be racist. And there was this Chinese man, and they were praying. So this guy found himself praying in tongues. And that tongue was unknown to him. He didn't know that she was speaking Chinese. And when, when he was done praying, the Chinese guy just came and tapped on his shoulder and said, My brother, when you were praying, um, I heard what you were saying. You were asking God for maybe it was or something and you gave him the money. 
Hallelujah. So tell your neighbor, flow with it. Don't just sound. You can't just sound there. <laughs> so even if you have, it feels like you are doing nothing, I want you to know that no time in God's presence is ever wasted. As long as you've taken yourself in God's presence and you're focusing, no time in God's presence is wasted. Psalm 46, verse 10. God says, Be still and know that I am God. Now that word be still is said, be silent. Have you observed that there are times where if we are not careful with the way we pray, we can even make a promise to God. I'll just be honest. There are times God doesn't you talk too much. That's why I have been, I've been teaching us that prayer is not just talking to God. Prayer is also hearing from God. Have you observed in Exodus 40, they kept on complaining. And God told Moses, tell them to stop talking. They should do what? They should keep moving. And then there is a verse. It must be 13, 14, 15, Exodus 14, where God says, um, the Egyptians you see today, what will happen? You will see them no more. It hurt them. I'm just trying to paraphrase. He said, keep quiet, keep moving, and you will see the deliverance that I'm going to bring on you. So there is a blessing. I'm vindicated. You only need to remain calm. The Lord will fight for you. So there is a place where Sometimes just be silent, be in tune with and to the leading of the Spirit. Some people are talkative in the Spirit. Moses told them, Stand still, <laughs> and you will see the Lord. You will say, Today, you will never see these Egyptians again. Ah, it's been long since I read this chapter. Praise the Lord. All I'm trying to tell you is that it works. Sometimes silence must be impressed. Okay? Let me show you another example. First Samuel chapter 1. We'll read from verse 8 to 20 quickly. As we, we are about to go to our last point for today. As Daniel Kana will say to her, we're talking about Hannah. Hannah, why are you crying and why won't you eat? There is so much we can learn from the life of Hannah. She knew what she was looking for, so she embraced fasting. <laughs> Don't I mean to you more than 10 sons? We know the story of Hannah, Benina, and Eokana. The one we call Benina. Tell them about Benina. <laughs> okay, let's, let's move on before people can. Once, after they had eaten their meal, in, how do you pronounce this one? You call it Shiloh. <laughs> Shiloh. And I've got her. Now, Eli, or Eli the priest, was sitting on a chair near the entrance to the Lord's house. Verse 10, quickly. Hannah was so sad that she cried and prayed to the Lord. How many of you remember those times when you were young? Walida, walida, jesu, 
Tonight, you would cry. You are done crying. Then you are not crying for vibration and silence. Anna prayed to cry until she cried no more. She made a promise saying, Lord, more powerful, see how sad I am. <laughs> Remember me and don't forget me. If you will give me a son, I will give him back to you. All his life. I got in the scripture on Sunday this week. And no one, Sunday this week actually, no one will ever cut his hair with a razor. A spray of. While Anna kept praying, Ella watched her mouth. She was praying in her heart. She was, she was no longer producing words. She was praying in her heart. So her lips moved, but words were not being produced. Uh huh. But her voice was not right? heard. And I thought she was drunk. I thought she was crazy. And the man of God said to her, Stop getting drunk. Throw away your wine. Just put it on your Change. Hallelujah. Let's move. Next person. Anna answered, no, sir. I am not drunk any wine or beer. <laughs> I, am, I am a deeply troubled woman and I was telling the Lord about all my problems. I said, if God cannot hear your words, God will hear your word. It was easy for Eli to judge Hannah because he could not hear her words, but God heard her heart. Where was Hannah saying, if you're going to give me a son? In her heart. Don't think I'm an evil woman. I've been praying because I've made troubles and I'm very sad. Verse 17. Eli answered, God, I wish you well. May the God of Israel give you what you've asked of him. Verse 18. Anna said, may I always please you. When she let him, she left and ate something she was not sad anymore. Now after she prayed, she, she went and worked out the word. She was told, may the Lord give you also. So if you have me, ah. And in the next morning, the organist family got up and worshipped. Then they went back, okay, let's go. The last part you will see that she went out the word. So the miracle didn't just come. Like she, she, she was not pregnant by the Holy Spirit. They did what they were supposed to do. We're not going to read that. Okay, just go back to so people. Read on your own. This is 19. When they went back home, chan, 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 chan. You see what they they, 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 they believed God. So, that's 20. So, Hannah became pregnant. And in time, she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel. Said his name is Samuel because I asked him. I asked the Lord for him. There is a place where you can't utter words. But even if God may not hear your voice, He definitely hears your heart. So have a posture of prayer. Do what you need to help you focus on God. Sometimes you may come back, I'm going to focus on my soul. You know, just, sometimes just, don't just pray in God's presence. You may decide it, but God. Sometimes you are there, you are made to judge God is going through what is going through your mind. And you know what? The Lord fought for Hannah. Yes, we 
Just walk away. Just walk away. There are times where the power is in your hands. You can turn it down. There are times walk away. And that's why there is that song. Draw me away. So the, the, the prayer in that song is that God draw me away from the things of the world and now draw me closer to you. So learn to withdraw, pull away from distractions. Sometimes this may be your phone, it may be your computer, it may be your TV, it may be any form of entertainment. Sometimes your distractions are human beings. Sometimes your distraction is too much focus on you, on your business, your job. There is a place where after you are done with all that you are supposed to do, pull away, get to a place where it can just be you and God. Now, Jesus did just withdraw us. Let me show you uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 16, our last scripture. He often, right? But he often withdrew. So, many, most times, he had times that he would excuse himself. He often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. And you know, the wilderness is a lonely place. There is no life there. And you know, the wilderness, you will not find animals there. It's a dry place. You know what this scripture is showing us? You are not always going to enjoy the closet. How does it feel? I've been there. I don't know about you. Some of us remember first. And I, I think I, I really thank God for the strictness of our parents. It saved some of us. I want you to be honest. How many of you have been there where Banya Chile Makomako Makiwa in bed? But then there was a place when we grew up where I remember some guys would go out. It's Chesera and guys they are playing music. Sometimes it's outside your place, they are playing, they are playing music. And you know what you are doing? You are inside the house. Alone, you are trying, trying to pray. Say, God, <laughs> you are trying to focus and just mind your own business. That is a magic. Say, God, what's happening? He often withdrew. I, I can assure you, sometimes that quiet place is not always enjoyable. There are times where it seems like they are enjoying outside, it seems like you have been deprived. But you know what? It's for your own good. So the Bible says, if we suffer for the cause of Christ, there is a reward that is coming. We start praying today. I want us to be upstanding. I've given us four points. I said, number one, if we are to remain disciplined, we need to understand the value of prayer and place the value of prayer on our lives. Number two, I said, we need to embrace prayer and fasting. Number three, I said, we need to try different forms of prayer. We need to make our prayer lives Interesting. Number four, I said we need to unplug, disconnect, get away. Chita shows a way, 
Thank you, Father, for speaking to us. We bless you. We honor you, O God. Thank you, the Lord. We are not the same. school, whatever I'm pursuing, everywhere I go, 
I shall pray because the Lord is always with me and the Lord is everywhere. And I want you to pray and say, God, give me the discipline, grant me the grace to pull away, to be able to disconnect myself, to unplug any distractions. I, I want us to pray and say, God, help me to focus on you in this busy world. In this noise world, may I still commune with you and hear your voice. Make that your prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us, oh God, to pull away. Help us to withdraw, oh God, from the noise in this world. Help us, oh God, to focus on you. Help us, King of glory, to always exercise various forms of prayer wherever we go, in whatever situation, in the mighty name of Jesus.
In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you today. Teach us how to pray, God. Help us to remain disciplined in our prayer lives. We are always going to pray. We shall never fail.